What is going on, guys? Welcome to the show. Today, I am going solo on the podcast. We are going to be talking about my story. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am in the solar industry. I'm also in the coaching and sales training space as well. And today, I'm telling you my story of how I went from making $20,000 a month last year to 10xing that in literally the matter of a month to making $200,000 a month. Okay. And I have done this now twice. I've done it again this, this year as well. So, um, and my point in telling you this is to not give you the fish, right? Not just tell you, here's exactly what I, what you can do, right? And how to make this much money. But my point in telling you this is so that you can apply it to your industry, your space to sell whatever you're passionate about. Um, I want to give you a framework that you can copy and paste. Okay. And so don't just look for, oh, he did this, or he talked to this person, or he worked in this industry or this market. And so that's exactly what I have to do. No, that is not my intention here. I want you to extract the principles, uh, and duplicate those and do it yourself. Okay. This is not a grass is greener on the other side or a sales pitch to come work with me. This is purely to show you, Hey, look, if I can do this, you can do it as well. All right. So let's jump into it guys. So last year, um, I was making about, yeah, 20,000 a month in solar that it's usually about three to four deals a month. And with that, um, I had heard about other guys making a lot more than me. And so the first thing that I did was I, I didn't just go to guys who are good. I went to the very best and I, I went to this guy and I'm like, okay, what is he doing differently? I bought his training course and I got some proximity with him. Okay. And the first thing that I want to share with you guys is getting, so you, you got to get around the top people because it's not a, just about extracting their brain. It's about, uh, the belief. And if you get around people that are achieving a certain level of success, you start to believe that it's possible yourself. So step one was for me to get around people who are making seven figures in my industry. Okay. And so if you can't find them, trust me, do some more homework. They're out there. I promise you, <clears throat> forgive me. I'm at day 16 of bronchitis. So I'm finally getting better. I know it doesn't sound like it, but we're on our way up. Um, okay. So the big thing I learned from him was about conviction. Okay. It wasn't how to sell. It wasn't a certain one-liner. It was his conviction and his passion for the industry in particular with the scarcity and urgency principles. Um, and those, for those of you who don't know, influenced by Robert Cialdini, it's one of my favorite books on sales and just again, influence in general. And, uh, the principle of urgency and scarcity when you understand it to the max of its potential, you unlock this superhuman uh, sales ability. Okay. And so anyways, getting around him, getting the proximity, it wasn't, again, it wasn't a, a script or a one-liner that I learned. It was purely his passion, his energy. And so I, I dove further into it to know what does he know that I don't know about this industry, right? And um, it was certain things about like the tax credits in our industry going away. It was the perspective on this net metering and, you know, how it's been the last five years and where it's going to be the next five years. And when I understood, oh, hey, this stuff's going away, it like unlocked this like, oh, my gosh, this is like a real Black Friday deal. And so I'm like, holy cow, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity I had. This was last year. Like, I've got to take advantage. And so it clicked. Like I went from sold to like insanely sold. Okay. I, I, it transitioned in my head from like, okay, I have to sell people to like, if I don't sell people, they're missing out, they're going to be screwed. And so understanding the problem to a greater degree and understanding the solution and that how it was time sensitive was massive. Okay. So that was number one, getting proximity, learning his stuff. Okay. And then, uh, duplicating and doing in house. Now note guys, I live in Utah. 
it's supposedly one of the worst states to sell solar in the country. Okay. And uh, this shows that the grass is not greener on the other side. I didn't have to go to his market and sell. I didn't have to go to another state and sell. You can duplicate these principles and do your in-house with whatever you're selling, whether it's you know, coaching, whether you're selling solar, pest control, cars, uh, real estate, software, it doesn't matter. These things apply. Okay. So go to the best, study them, learn not how, how they're pitching or what they're saying, but learn why they're saying it. And why do they have that conviction that they have? Okay. Um, the next big thing for me was tuning into the customer. I got absolutely obsessed about my customer. In fact, to, to give you an idea, when I started downloading all this information from this guy, I started thinking really big and I set very big goals for myself. And the first thing I did was <clears throat> I drew out this huge board, uh, this big white piece of paper that I literally put it in my wall and I wrote um, net worth change for my clients. And so every deal that I sold, I usually increased the net worth of my clients by somewhere around 60 to $80,000. Okay. From home equity gain, the 25 year savings of solar versus their utility bill. And then, um, well, yeah, utility savings, home equity gain. Oh, and then tax benefits. So the three of those added together was that net worth change. Okay. And so in, in solar, I'm usually making around six, six or $7,000 per deal on average. And so I went from making four deals a month to 32 deals a month. And I'm going to explain how, and that's what's making me over $200,000 a month in commissions. Okay. Now the big thing was I wasn't focused on the $200,000 a month in commissions, but obsessing on the net worth change for my clients, which was usually 10 X my commissions were or more. Okay. That's how I got to that level of income and that, uh, that ability to sell because there's this massive level, you have confidence and then you have conviction. And when you're completely obsessed on the conviction and, and the passion and the, the benefit for your pro your, your prospect, you're not worried about making a buck. You're, you're completely focused on them. In fact, I was so convinced on my product when people would shut me down or reject me, or I would give them a pitch and they would text me like a day or two later saying, Hey, we're not interested. Thanks for your time. I genuinely felt remorse for them. I did not feel remorse for myself. That's how you know if you're sold, okay? And so again, step one was get sold, right? If you if you think you're sold, trust me, I was making 20,000 a month. I was sold on solar, but I, I went from being sold to having conviction, all right? So go get around the best in the industry, find out why they're so dang sold, okay? Um, so I was obsessed about the customers and what's in it for them. I was tracking the net worth impact. So I would calculate this for every customer and show it to them. And to give you an idea, like I was, I was even in, insanely transparent with my customers. I told most of them I, how much I was making per deal. And for a lot of solar salespeople, when you're making five, six, $7,000, that can be scary. But because I had so much confidence and, and conviction in the product and the value I was bringing them that they, uh, I was, that they would be the bigger loser if they shut this opportunity down. Um, I could be transparent on how much I was making. Now that's not necessary, but to give you a level of, to, to give you an idea of that level of conviction that I had, hopefully that paints a picture for you guys. Um, okay. So the next thing, so after that was a, a, this phase of preparation I did. Okay. After I got that conviction, I, uh, printed out tons of slicks. I made spreadsheets. I'm going to show you guys some of this stuff actually right now. Um, but, uh, here, let me go back. Sorry for those of you watching the YouTube version of this, I can show you, you can see, but the next step was to, Calculate. Okay, cool. If I want to hit these goals, let's reverse engineer the, the math. Okay. And my goal is to sell one a day, do 30 a month. And I did 32. Okay. And so I made this, uh, this KPI, um, 
solar daily KPI success matrix, because what I noticed was I was setting appointments and closing deals and everything's not in your control in sales. And so I, I had to focus on what was in my control. So for example, I knew to, to be able to close one a day, I had to get in front of at least three homeowners to be safe, right? Because one appointment would fall off. I would sit with two and then I, I'd usually close at least half of those. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, so there's the knocking doors for the prospecting or cold calling. And then there was the uh, sets uh, or sorry. And then there was decision makers. Sorry, let me back up here. Okay. Let me explain this. So you have, I had appointments that would sit. I had doors that I would knock and decision makers that I pitch at the doors and appointments that were set at the door. And then you have closed deals. Okay. I was tracking all five of these stats. Okay. And what a lot of people don't know is like, okay, well, what's a successful day look like every day? Because, uh, you know, if I had days where I closed three deals and made 30,000 in one day. Right. But what I knew I would go into those days, even with anxiety, because I knew, Hey, if I didn't knock doors or uh, generate new pipeline, uh, for the following day, I would get a zero the next day. And so I started getting obsessed on what does a successful day look like every day? And even if I close three that day, I knew if I didn't prospect, I was going to have a zero the next day. Okay. So, um, basically if you can see for those of you on YouTube and watching this, uh, the video version, uh, you can see there's these rows, uh, that show, Hey, what a successful day looks like. So if I sit down with two prospects, right, I have two meetings with clients, two sales pitches, I have to knock 45 doors to be safe pitch 15 decision makers at the door and set three. Okay. This way, guys, I literally guaranteed that I was making 12, like 10 to $12,000 a day. It was guaranteed. Okay. Um, so, so anyways, it, it was, Hey, let's This is how you reverse engineer the success. And, uh, the other thing you have to understand too, is momentum. Once I started like doing this momentum builds. And what I mean by that is my calendar would get so full of prospects. My, my pipeline was so hot that I, I literally didn't have time to schedule people. And it wasn't like, that wasn't just me saying it. Like I literally showed people like, I don't have time tomorrow. And I was still knocking doors, setting appointments. And it just overbooked me and people could see that. And they had to like adjust their schedule to get on my schedule. And so they knew go, like even scheduling an appointment with me, Hey honey, we can't reschedule this. Like Nick is slammed. Like this is the guy to talk to for this program. And so my authority, my uh, conviction were all very high. And there was massive natural scarcity when people were talking to me because I was so overbooked. I was overbooked, not just because I was sold, but because I was working my ass off, right? So uh, the difference between Nick that was super sold, working his ass off and Nick that is super sold, but is a lazy, like lazy and not working hard was the true scarcity. When I tell my prospects, I'm booked. The guy who's not working hard can't, you know, really tell his prospect, Hey, you know, I'm too busy. You know, if he says, Hey, I, I might be able to do four o'clock. It's total bull crap. But if you're working your butt off, grinding, talking to people, setting appointments, closing deals, you're going to be fully stacked. And so your time's more valuable, which means you also close at a higher rate. And now this also had another impact too, where I wasn't afraid to tell people no. So if somebody didn't qualify, if they didn't have enough in taxes, I say, cool, dude, no problem. This isn't going to be a fit for you. Or if somebody's trying to play games with me and like, talk to me for hours. I'm like, dude, I'm not desperate to help. Like, I'm not desperate. Like you're the one who's desperate for this. Like, I'm not the bigger loser. If this doesn't go through, I would literally tell people this boldly. And I'd be very, I'd be trying to be as humble as I could, but very bold as well. Okay. And so again, you got to have that level of conviction to be able to look prospects in the eye and say, Hey, look, as long as things qualify, this is a no brainer for you. And so people don't, people don't just like, they're not buying you because they like you. They're buying your conviction and how sold you are in your product, right? 
And so for me to have that level of conviction, I always say I'm the worst salesperson when I'm not sold, but when I am sold, I'm one of the best. And so you have to have the integrity. This also incorporates the integrity principle here, guys, where if you don't walk away from deals, if it's not a fit, you're going to compromise your integrity, which is going to compromise your confidence and your conviction and ultimately going to cost you sales because people will feel it. doesn't matter what you say, they'll feel it. And so I walked away from a lot of deals and how I offset that, okay, was talking to more people. Uh, people telling you no is not your problem. Uh, people wasting your time because you let them is your problem. And so your job is to maximize your time. If you kind of break down the system of how I went from 20,000 to 200,000 a month, it was time management obsession, okay? Um, called time arbitrage. So you got to break down your time. How many hours in a day are you prospecting? How many times, how many hours are you pitching people? Look, minor time is time in front, uh, it, minor time in sales is taking notes on prospects. It's setting goals about prospects. It's um, making cold calls. Uh, major time is time in front of your prospect, talking to a prospect, okay? So when I understood this, I'm like, how can I get as much time as humanly possible in front of prospects that are qualified and interested, okay? So just because I'm in front of somebody doesn't mean it's the absolute major time. They could be wasting my time or just, uh, you know, just trying to get a quote. You know, I would call it out. I say, hey, look, I don't have time for this. Like I have a duty. I saw it as a responsibility. Okay. When I understood that these things were going away, I talked with major authority and in true scarcity saying, look, I have an obligation to be in front of four homeowners a day because the ship, the, there's going to come a time next year and the year after. And look, I'm here this year and the opportunity for solar, it was not the same as it was last year. And again, it's still the same pitch to people, but it keeps getting worse. And so this was very true. Okay. I tell people, Hey, look, this is not going to be the same interest rates are going up. Cost of electricity is going up and that you can only store so much power onto the grid. And so there's literally a limit. It's you versus your neighbors. I have to meet with homes that qualify that are interested that are humble families that need to save money. I feel, I, I feel an, uh, a moral duty to serve these families. And so I cannot waste my time. And if you're going to play games, I'm not here to do that. Okay. I'm here to serve you guys. And, uh, you know, common themes that I always say is like, look, I don't want to get your hopes up. Okay. I don't want to get your hopes up. I'm here to help you. Um, and if I'm going to see if it's a fit. Okay. Now, a lot of the, a lot of the time, these first visits, I start to, I'm, I'm doing this more guys where I don't just do a one touch close, like a, a one appointment to close a deal. I do two touch. The first appointment is literally like 10, five, 10 minutes to see if it's even a fit. One, is their personality good? Are they going to be a pain in the ass to work with? Number two, is their situation, their circumstance going to match up with my product or service where I can actually add value to it? Okay. And I try to remove those as fast as possible. Okay. If it's not, I walk away. So I don't get my hopes up. I don't get their hopes up and nobody's let down because the, again, the worst thing I'd rather somebody tell me no, or me tell them no early instead of spend 30 minutes and then you find out they're not interested or it's not a good fit. Like that is the worst thing that can happen to you. It's not people telling you no, it's people wasting your time. Okay. So again, um, I reverse engineered the numbers. I knew exactly what I had to hit each day and then I could hold myself accountable. Okay. Now, very few of you guys have the discipline. Okay. And this is not me like, uh, throwing taggers at you. Uh, or shaming you, but very few salespeople actually have the discipline to hold themselves accountable. I even have a coach, okay? And this time I hired a coach. So I'm a big believer in that. We do that with my coaching company. Again, this is not a sales pitch for that, but you need to pay somebody, not a friend, not a buddy, not a boss, but pay somebody. It's called the law of the buying. When you put your money on the line, you invest in yourself to hold you accountable to hitting numbers. 
Now you're wasting your money unless you know what those numbers are. Now a good coach with our company, we actually help you break those down. We know what the numbers look like in every industry to find success in sales. And so we help help you achieve those, okay? Now you need to time block your schedule. If you got family, kids, other priorities in your life, that's great. You don't need to avoid those. You don't need to be a workaholic, work 80 hours a week. I did not do this. I worked 40 to 60 hours a week. It was usually about 50 to 60, okay? That's a lot, but I also made a lot of money. So if you dial that back down, I do about four days a week and I still clear hundred K a month doing this. So again, you need to break down your schedule, prioritize what times you're going to be prospecting, what times you're going to be uh, pitching people. Okay. And for me, I have a go-to SOP whenever I'm not pitching a, a client or a prospect, I have a go-to standard operating procedure for what is the best and highest use of my time. Okay. So for door-to-door salespeople in solar, the best and highest use of my time when people no-showed on me was actually to go knock doors. And this changed my whole mindset. I wasn't afraid for people to actually uh, not show up or cancel appointments. In fact, I was, it gave me anxiety knowing that I, I, I've got to hit 30 doors a day. I've got to make 30 cold calls a day. Otherwise, even if I get three sales and make 30K today, I'm not going to have any deals tomorrow. So it gave me anxiety uh, when I had a full calendar. And so when people actually canceled on me, I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I have time to go knock and set more appointments. So with this kind of mindset, it, it, you're literally unbeatable because if they sit, you win. If they don't sit and they cancel, you win, you get more prospects in the time that I'd pitch one client. Okay. If they, uh, in that same time, if I'm not pitching somebody, I would go set three appointments. Okay. So literally my mantra is everything goes my way. I got this from my mentor, Chris Crone. Uh, you know, he's 43, he's worth over half a billion. The guy knows what he's doing. Um, he was mentored from Tony Robbins. Okay. So you need to have this kind of a mindset of how everything is going your way and that you have a go-to SOP for when people flake or when they cancel or no show, or when you cancel on them. Okay. If you're doing your job, right, you should be the one canceling most of the appointments with your prospects or rescheduling. In fact, this is the other uh, hack is I scheduled massive time blocks. Okay. I think desperate salespeople schedule, Hey, I'm going to be there at one o'clock. See you then. I don't tell guys, I'm not that desperate. I tell my clients like, look, I got a time window between one and three. I'll call you sometime between then. I need you to be ready. Okay. That gives me massive flexibility. If one goes 45 minutes or one goes 15 minutes, I can fit more people in per day. Okay. That's it. It's just math. And so again, you, you think that these things would be a massive drawback, but it actually builds more interest for people. When you lean back or you lean out, you show that you're not desperate. People lean in naturally. Okay. And so again, these things have this compounding effect where if you do all these little things, you'll get this massive uh, output in sales volume. And so this is how I 10 X my sales. Hopefully this is kind of making sense. I know it sounds insane. Like how did this kid like go from 20 K to 200,000 a month guys I've done it and I've done it multiple times. Um, it works. So again, doing all these little disciplines, they compound, they add on stack on top of each other, right? If you double your work ethic, you'll think, oh, my sales are going to double. No, I'll tell you they'll probably four or five X just because of this law of momentum. Okay. So anyways, that's is pretty much the, the main thing I want to hit with you guys. And then I've, there's other things I, I did with preparation like, like with reviews, testimonials, websites, articles. I mean, I became fascinated in like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know more about solar than 99.9% .9 of people in my space. And it started last year on this deep dive. And so, uh, knowledge is not power. It's potential power, but it is like a super potential power in sales because it allows you to communicate with authority and conviction. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, other things I had, um, 
you guys got to, again, just break down the numbers, know your schedule and be prepared. Okay. Uh, with as much stuff as you can. And remember, uh, it's about selfless selling. Okay. It's not about, it's not about you and your commissions. If you can get a big thing from this, it was about my clients and people could feel that I was purely obsessed. I would guys, I'd go home every day. Like, even if I had three deals and I worked a 12 hour day, I got home at 11 o'clock. I would write on this board. Okay. That big white piece of paper, each deal, what it was total and how much value it brought to the customer. I broke it down by piece, home equity gains, 25 year savings, tax credit benefits. And I wrote their first and last name, the date I sold it. Like if that doesn't tell you to the level of obsession I was, I, and I had for my customers. Okay. So I didn't have to fake empathy. I didn't have to fake uh, rapport. It was real. Right. And that when you have that conviction, uh, you're able to build trust with people and build meaningful relationships. So, um, and that's how you make a lot of money in sales. So hopefully this helps, um, take what you can. Again, I'm not trying to give you the fish. This is not me telling you the grass is greener, come sell solar or come to Utah. Uh, no, absolutely not. So just extract the information, apply it to your space and go crush it guys. I'm rooting for you.